Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy. The number one fuckboy. The number one fuckboy, Johnny G. Joining me as always in the High and Mighty studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. Uh, you know, I just mechanically do that, but Arthur is currently on a walk with his dog walker. The reason I had to get a dog walker is because I got a guest of the century here in the High and Mighty Studios joining me for the first time. Can't believe you haven't done this yet. My friend, my man, my fellow giant titan right here. We got Carl Tart. Dude, I can't believe I haven't done this either because, yeah. <laughs> like... This is right up my damn alley. <laughs> yeah, we spend an hour chopping it up regardless. Yeah. Might as well do it. Might as well record it and right see if we can sell it. an ad. <laughs> yeah, let these nerds listen to it. We got to monetize this shit. So uh, Carl and I, we're going to be talking about being ex-jocks today, which is mm -hmm. something we talk about too much. All the time. And you're actually hate that the fact that we have X in front of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate it. My buddy, I was just on Instagram earlier, and this dude who's also an actor, and I was posting videos of him at... The, at playing basketball this morning, being like, still got it. Like, you know, he's not a bad player. He's a, he's an athletic dude, but like, game kind of game kind of ugly. I wanted to call him out so bad, but I'm I, also. I want to make like a highlight, uh, like shoot a highlight reel of me playing sports, and like just have that. So when uh, you know someone's like, "Hey, uh, NBC wants to see a reel," yeah. I just send them. It's like that. me on the rugby field, me like bench pressing, me hitting fucking dingers. Do you have tape from high school still? Oh, God, if I had tape from high school, it would not be worth it. But, yeah, there's definitely game tape. I wasn't trying to go to college on uh, fo playing yeah. football. I ended up being, like, special teams and backup guard in the end, like, by the time I was a senior. Yeah. Yeah. We did get to go to the playoffs and play under the lights on turf, which was pretty fucking cool. Oh, yeah, because cool. y'all played on Saturday mornings. No, we yeah, we played on Saturday mornings, but, uh, yeah, for the playoffs, it moved to, like, uh, Hofstra and Nassau Community College, mm -hmm. and we got to fucking, we had to go buy shoes, and it was, like, the coolest thing. Oh, because like, you had to get turf shoes. Yeah, and, like, yeah. the whole team's like, they got to have maroon in them, because we were, like, maroon and white, and we yeah. were like, 
and we focused so much on buying shoes and we all shaved mohawks into our heads yeah. that we fucking got Lol. like dominated. <laughs> yeah. All we cared about was shoes and getting our, and like the coach was like, get your fucking head straight. And we just lost. Yeah. What was the score? You oh, I forget, but uh, they dominated. It was Hewlett. They had like this awesome fucking uh, tailback that we could just not stop. What's New York football like? I feel like there's regional like sports. Like it's I know not as big like, as it is in the South. You yeah, know what like I mean? Florida, Texas, and all those states in between, like all have really good football. Florida has good basketball as well. Texas also has good basketball. California's got both, but they play a like a lot of people think that California plays a softer style of both of the sports. So it's more like like the football is like less hard nosed and more just like really fast receivers. Yeah, really that's fast why that, that's what back. West Coast style means. West Coast style, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of option running and basketball. We're definitely like. They say we're not. They say we're soft. I mean, you got players like James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. All these guys come from Carl Tart. Me, me, <laughs> me, me. I play for the That's Orlando how we Magic. Know that West Coast ain't soft. Yes, yeah. Carl played. <laughs> nah, they do. Like I, I definitely think when I first left and I went to Ohio for college, my first uh, semester, and I was playing with a lot of guys from Chicago, and all they do, like they're very defensive minded. So they just foul you. They just constantly keep their hands on you. And out here. We kind of, it's kind of like trading baskets. Like, I'm going to work you. And then you work me. And then me. you work me. That's a good stereotype for California where it's sort of like, the, now it's got a new vibe, California, where we're kind of like hippie liberal, but it is sort of like, all right, you do your thing. I'll do my thing. You shoot your shot. I'll shoot my yeah, shot. Yeah. <laughs> like if I'm not going to get in your way. Yeah. If I stop you, that's cool. <laughs> right. But I'm not, I'm not out here trying to tackle you. And I'm the not Chicago trying to dudes, bust your shine. It's the, all you. Go. Yeah, the Chicago dudes were all over. But I mean, like, look at these players that I just named. They're all like top players in the league now. Yeah. It's just because like, like James Harden is one of the top five players in the league. And he's, I played against him in high school. Like, it, like Paul George, Kawhi, like. These that, dudes and are And these great. are all West Coast. Like, all yeah. LA dudes. Russell Westbrook. And you can't tell me that dude don't play hard. Like, <laughs> he's one of the hardest workers in the league. So, it's, it's stupid stereotypes. But I know New York is, like, really known for basketball. Maybe yeah. it's, like, weather-based or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's the other thing is that, like, uh, you can't play outdoors yeah. all the time. So, like, street ball is limited to a few months out of the year. But best, I was bare, not part of the basketball scene. I played, like, some CYO and then summer basketball tournaments, but only because all of my friends played. Mm -hmm. Like I had no desire to play basketball. I was, I was tall, but I had no, no ups and I'm fat and like kind of slow. And I was like, I don't want to play basketball. But every time like, Oh, my eight friends are playing basketball this summer. I'm like, fuck, I'll just play basketball. Like, yeah. <laughs> roller hockey and lacrosse. Like once I moved to like, when I was like 13, I moved to like a, uh, like a upper middle class Jewish, uh, white town and roller hockey and lacrosse were huge. And yeah. so a soccer is like big, I feel like, in the Northeast from the ages of zero to like 14. Mm -hmm. Like everyone just plays soccer. Like your mom's like, it's so you play soccer. It's a way to like get you to run around cones or whatever yeah. or some shit. Out here, especially like growing up in the hood, like I'm, I, I went to high school not too far away from here. But I, like where we grew up at, like it's still hood. Like L.A. kind of is like you can go on any street. And, like, one street will be, like, super nice, and the next street will be, like, don't walk down that street at night. <laughs> like, and so. Yeah, it is funny, like, house shopping right now. Like, looking around at houses, you're like, oh, this is a good deal. What neighborhood is this? I'm like, wow, this house looks insane. And then you, like, you do Google Street View, and you're like, okay, so someone just built a, a nice house in the middle of this oh, block. Yeah. And they're, like, <laughs> trying to trick you in the <laughs> Yeah, you see that all the time. It's like, oh, it's on Grape Street in Compton. <laughs> Great. It's like, oh, no. You can't I live can't on live that there. street. <laughs>
Uh, I don't want to be the first white guy to move there. Nobody will mess with you. Like, I promise you. Nobody will do anything to you. You're not the one they have to worry about. Now, when I come over and do the podcast, I'm going to need you to walk me to my car. All right. But <laughs> you'll be fine. You, you, you're the one who needs help? Yeah. Hell yeah. Like, I think that's a, a misconception about gang stuff and gang culture in the city. I one time I was watching, uh, what's that show that used to come on? Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Ralphie May was on there. And it was all those, you know, those kind of racist dudes. You can guess who it is. Nick yeah. DiPaolo, Jim Norton, whatever. Like, <laughs> Not Jim Norton's racist or Ralphie May was racist, but Nick DiPaolo is for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, they were on there talking about, uh, what was it? Was it the, remember that Gina Six thing that happened in Louisiana where these white kids hung nooses in the trees? Oh, yeah, yeah. And the black kids went and beat their ass and got <laughs> suspended. <laughs> and there's something, but it was just like, it was like, okay. That is crazy, but the black kids got suspended for it, and, and it was like a big news story and everything. And these guys, of course, are on tough crowd with Colin Quinn arguing like, "I can't, I can't walk down the street, I can't walk down Crenshaw." And I'm like, "You dumb bitch! Yes, you can. Like, I'm not gonna mess with you because they'll actually go to jail for fucking with you. <laughs> right. They beat my ass. Ain't nobody gonna. Who, who gives a shit? Cops won't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's so fuck. That's not something I even thought about. Yeah, white dudes do not get beat up in the hood. Yeah, out here. yeah. You want to explain to white people that it like it's like no, I don't think black people are as racist as you are. Yeah. <laughs> like like no. you're the one who would be sketched out if black people were walking down your street. Yeah, black I people mean, don't give a shit if white people are walking down your. Right, do, Ralphie Mae is walking down your street. You don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, who's this guy? Oh, he got his big ass jersey on. Yeah, but like, uh, right, rest, rest in, in power. Of yeah, course, rest in power. <laughs> rest in paradise, Ralphie Mae. But no, it, it's it's a, it's a misconception that like. <laughs> white dude sees a bunch of black guys walking up and they're just gonna beat his ass that's not true especially not out here that happened I was shooting a movie in Albany and I was out like baked uh, at a bar and then I was walking back to my hotel and it was like you know one in the morning on a Friday or Saturday and like five young black kids were walking towards me mm -hmm. and I was just like not even registering that it, like this was a like we were like under a bridge in a neighborhood I didn't know and yeah. I like as they were getting closer I was like Oh shit! Like I don't know what the vibe is here in Albany, <laughs> and these yeah. dudes walk up to me and they're like, "Yo, aren't you on Wild Now?" And I was yeah. like, "Oh hell yeah. <laughs> yeah!" Got like dapped up by like five twenty year olds, yeah. and I walked away. I was like, "I can't." I for a second I was like, "What is the Albany vibe here?" What's and then all of a sudden next thing I know I'm just getting dapped up by everyone. I was like, "Oh, I feel like a fucking king now." Yeah, they don't. <laughs> I mean, the gentr you might get yelled at for like gentrification or something right, like that. Right. But like where my mom lives right now, I was at my mom's house the other day and she lives by a really uh, like well-known black owned health food store in the hood that they built, you know, to try to like, cause it was kind of a food desert in a way. Yeah. Like, yeah. So they built this store and it's been there for like 40 years. And I walked in there to get a Jamaican patty cause they're oh. bomb there. Are they, do they have cocoa bread? Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. yeah they got every, <laughs> yeah, they got everything there. Like it's just expensive as all hell. But uh, I walk in there and there's like, three white couples and I'm just like oh damn and my, my mom doesn't live in like the hood like it's an upper like middle class black neighborhood but I'm like oh they're coming over here like they're because because a couple streets past my mom and a couple streets to the east of my mom is neighborhood 60s where Nipsey is from like I grew up in that neighborhood oh shit but on the side where like all the gang members grandparents live you know <laughs> and so it it was just like, oh man, like this gentrification shit is real. And the stadium is like two miles south. Yeah, and that's only gonna the Ram get, Stadium. It's gonna get crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, what's the vibe like there with the stadium coming in? 
it's cha- the rent is going up. You're seeing yeah. a lot more white people, and it sucks because not the people who are living there aren't necessarily owners of their property. No, 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 yeah. no. A lot of yeah, ranchers. See, and the owners are just like, hell yeah, if you want to come buy this shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Buy me out. Yeah. Throw out my tenants. I have no loyalty to them because I'm a fucking landlord. My mom lives in a duplex. And I don't think her, I don't think she's going to sell just because she owns it. Like the, the landlord lives above us. Oh, she shares a duplex with the yeah, owner. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's so, the move. That's yeah. like, that feels safe at least. Yeah. yeah. And so, but that lucky ass owner, when she decides she wants to move, she's going to be able to turn a major. Oh, profit. she could sell that house for a lot more than she bought it for. I guarantee. Oh, I that. guarantee, dude. You're, yeah. I'm seeing eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars homes in Compton and yeah. Crenshaw and shit like that. And that's so, the cheapest you can find in Los Angeles. Yeah, and that yeah, I, I should say that is the lowest price housing you can find, and it's still eight hundred, eight hundred fifty grand mm-hmm. yeah. in a shit neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like sort of like. Uh, People are just like, how bad do you want to own a home? Do you yeah. want like, and that's a crazy vibe. I was, um, I I'd rather like, rent. I'd, I'll rent forever before I spend a fortune for like a house that I'm not happy with, just yeah. to own a home. It's not a victory. I'm yeah. 37. I haven't owned a home yet. <laughs> no need. No need to get stressed now. You're gonna have to buy one in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's 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 the shit. I, I want to buy one in Hawaii and yeah. fucking move out of here as soon as I can. Yeah. <laughs> I was on a. I, I want to learn how to podcast. I want to learn how to get like uh, the Maui podcast game popping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a date with this nurse, and I was trying to create small talk with her because I'm just like I don't know what to talk to her about. She's not asking me nothing about myself. She <laughs> like, asks people questions all day about themselves. Ask me how my blood pressure is or something. But uh, I'm like, so what's your what's your dream home? Where do you like? I was like, paint a paint a mental picture for me. What what's your what you want your dream home to look like? And she just goes. Well, I'll never buy a house in L.A. I can't afford it. And I'm like, that's not what I Let's asked. Like, hey, we're talking lady. dreams, yeah. babe. <laughs> Jeez, Louise, oh, yeah, man. man. It's a bummer when your dreams are sadly realistic. Yeah. That's like, uh, anytime I have a sex dream, I feel like I always premature ejaculate. <laughs> My sex dream, it's like, I finally get the opportunity to have sex with like some random celebrity or some uh, woman I saw in a store <laughs> in my dream. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> it's like, real, it ends up being more embarrassing than sexy. And I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> Even in the dream. That's it. <laughs> um, wait, you said something earlier. Uh, oh, my, my brother and mom are nurses. Uh, yeah. And uh, I do literally just try to talk like, and oh, now I remember what I was saying. My blood pressure, my doctor just told me my blood pressure is a little high. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to get, uh, I don't eat a lot of salt, but he says, I, if I just lose weight, there's a chance, you know, it'll most likely my blood pressure will go down. Just being overweight what raises about- your blood pressure. And yeah. I was like, fuck man. So I've been hitting it hard for the last like 10 days. Apple cider vinegar though. Yeah. What about, tra- uh, what about your cholesterol? I think apple cider vinegar helps with cholesterol. I got to check in on my cholesterol. I haven't gotten my blood work back yet. I'm afraid to find out. I don't want to be limited in my cheese and meats. <laughs> Have you listened to the new E40 yet? No. I got a song you got to hear. <laughs> this is great. I got. I'm, I, I've been putting everybody on this damn song. It's a song called. It's uh, bet you didn't know. It's on that. It's on that album that practice makes paper. Oh, by the way, if uh, if I was a TV producer or had any motivation to get shit done, I would be fucking talking to E40 about making a children's show called Bet You Didn't Know. Oh, my God. Just with that hook nonstop. You can, you can make a hundred five-minute YouTube videos. That dude, first, E40 is so, like, yeah, what's the word for, like, business savvy? 
Yeah. Like, he has, Ambitious. Like, yeah. yeah. The reason why he's talking about wine and the corkage fee in a restaurant is because he sells wine. He has Earl Stevens Moscato. Oh, of course he does. It's so, that's so smart. Like, yeah. and I love, I love, I love that part of the game. Like, I, I was on, I did Wild and Out for a few, a few years, and Nick Cannon, say what you will about him, the dude is a business, like, his mind yeah. is designed for business. He stays rich, despite comedians not liking his comedy and mm-hmm. rap and people who like hip hop not liking no, his music. Yeah. He manages to stay rich, just sort of sliding up the middle, killing it. What is going on with the turbans? Yo, I don't. I feel like uh, Nick is just like no one's wearing turbans. This will be my thing. I'll stand out. I'll start wearing <laughs> turbans, and then it's like all these like Sikhs and like yeah. people are like, yo, we've been wearing turbans. turbans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he also is like not like some of his turbans are like grandma church turbans. Like, yeah, they're not even like actually wrapped turbans. They're like the ones that have like a, a diamond right here, like that <laughs> yeah, the right. old lady at church wears. <laughs> it's got the brooch in the middle. Yeah. yeah, my wife wears head wraps sometimes, and then she's like. She's like, I've seen so many white people wearing head wraps. And I was like, yeah, I know. And she goes, I mean, I know I'm not allowed to complain because I took it from black people. And I was like, yeah, that's right. It was a very funny moment when she's like, everyone's copying me, which I'm copying. Copy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I forgot who I heard something from once, but it was like white guys steal from white girls who steal from gay guys who steal from black girls. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like it was a T-shirt. It was like it was it was white girls. White girls stealing from uh, gay guys who steal from black women. Right, yeah. Yeah. Because that's like the culture uh, rundown. Yeah, like, I mean, look at everything. Like, go off, sis. Yes, this. All that type of stuff that's all black That's like, that's, yeah. Women. All the all the stuff that's like popular amongst uh, gay gay people, like loud uh, gay culture or whatever, yeah. is all from black, black. I was going to say black yeah. chicks. 2019, yeah. maybe I should. Black. Women of color. Yeah. <laughs> no, black women. Like, because even that of color thing. I don't, right, I don't necessarily that, love that because it's it's like different levels to that shit. Right, because that also like, if you're talking about black people, saying yeah. people of color includes way more people. Way more people and also people who also still hate black people. Oh, right. right. So, like, <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the second you start like the, the traditional L.A. breakdown, like uh, you Korean people are people of color. Korean they are. <laughs> and they are not famously people. not fans of black yeah, people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm I still listen- walk in the store, walk in like the liquor store in my neighborhood. And if it's not like a Latino guy working it, like it's still like. like you still no, get that, that yeah. eyeball? You're like, I'm just here to get E40's Moscato. Exactly. Dude, that's all I want. <laughs> I'm here to get some Sutter home. <laughs> what you doing, man? Leave me alone. <laughs> what was. Uh, now, uh, before, Ex jocks, did you guys party in high school? Man, no. Oh no, wait. We talked about this on the live raised by TV. You didn't drink until after I didn't high school. drink until twenty years old, and I, and then I didn't start really drinking until I went to Amsterdam and got depressed. And all <laughs> oh, right, because you did Boom Chicago, right? Yeah, when yeah. did you do that? Twenty thirteen to twenty fourteen. What made you decide to do that? Were you taking UCB classes or? I had just started at UCB. We had just started White Women. I was already. I had already like done a lot of stuff with Second City. I was at Second City in I.O. for like the previous three years. Oh, okay. Three and, or four and, years. And what are you, like 21 at this 23, time? 23, yeah. 23, yeah. And uh, I was already over there. And then me and Ronnie met at a jam because Second City didn't really participate in the indie circuit in L.A. Oh, right, and right. And so I had to like find other places. And people were like, oh, man, this jam, like Room 101 and Crash, all these like improv jams. So I went 
And Ronnie was like the only other black dude. So like we both like went up on two separate teams, <laughs> both kind of sized each other up and then was like, all right, man, we I friends guess, now. I guess we, help. <laughs> we, better, we better link up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, it's like, like, a, like a reality <laughs> show. It's like, uh, should we get each other's back here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was before, like, it's been a huge diversity boom. But that was before all that shit. It was not a lot of black people around. Yeah. And it was like only people who were performing were like Colton and Marshall Givens and like Echo, I think, may have been on a team at the time. But then other than that, dude, it was it was literally you could count. It was like 20 people. Yeah, that was like New York before I moved out here, too. Yeah. And then it was funny. Once I moved out here, too, people were like, yeah, UCB is not diverse. And I was like, I moved out here in like 2011. So by the time people were still talking about UCB New York, I'm like, I don't know. UCB LA feels like it's, yeah. I mean, it's obviously, it still skews white dudes and in, in plaid. Mm. But I was like, it like it feels different out here than it does in New York, for yeah. sure. Just newer, younger, it's, I feel yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. It's changed a lot. But yeah, yeah we, I met up with him, and then like we just kept in touch, and then had our own team for a little while. And then like a few years later, uh, like they did the black history month show, like Zeke ish and Madge did a black history month show. And they were like, you, we, we had such a fun time doing this sketch. Like we should start an improv group. And they added Ronnie to it and Lamar to it. And then Ronnie was like, yo, I got this dude at second city who I want to I th- join. I got the last black improviser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if we want to get all of the black improviser dudes, I got one more that we don't have. Yeah. <laughs> I joined it. Also, it's so funny how like when we formed that group, like it was other black dudes around who like really didn't fuck with us. And then they saw us form this group and they saw that we immediately were like good. And they were like, so I couldn't get a call for the like, <laughs> yeah. Like, so. Well, there, there there is a thing to that where you're like, oh, okay, so it's you guys who yeah, are doing. Yeah. All right, cool. I'll be over here with uh. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it, I can see how that could have been alienated for a couple of the black dudes. In the yeah, community. yeah. Well, y'all started up that group, huh? But uh, <laughs> how's that group going, man? Yeah, <laughs> I still see see, see people out seven, huh? yeah, That's a lot. <laughs> Might be hard to add one more, huh? Uh, uh, but then what made you go to uh, Amsterdam? They offered, like, at the time, I was still living at home, and so I was having a hard time with my mom, like, just being a big-ass adult, adult yeah, and having like, in my childhood room with my brother, who was much younger than me, and, like, they, it just it was just uncomfortable. They made so much noise in the morning. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, I, you're doing a show at 11 p.m. You're getting back to your house after one in the morning. Yeah. And then your brother's going to school. At six. <laughs> and then I'm like, and, and, and they're just like, it felt like my mom was like just doing a drum solo every morning. And I'm just like, I have no, and I can't complain about it because she you're goes, like, well, you can get out. <laughs> right. Like, you're grown. She brings up a valid point. Yeah. Yo, yeah. my dad used to do shit like that. Like if we were sleeping in, he would like purposely make mad noise, like in the hallway and stuff. Like he'd vacuum and like hit your door with the vacuum. <laughs> he'd be like uh, opening and slamming the cabinets and like moving pots and pans. It, it must have pissed my dad off so much that we weren't like up getting yeah. work done yeah. that he would just do the sketchiest like fucking passive aggressive shit see here's the difference so you had football games on uh saturday mornings but like yeah. our friday night games we would if we did go out after or something or just kicked it like in the fucking parking lot of the gas station across from the stadium or whatever yeah. you know like and we'll be out late or whatever after or like trying to chat up some girls or something like saturday morning was my sleep-in day and my mom would be like uh-uh get up <laughs> Cut the grass, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, we got gardeners. Like, 
the gardeners are coming. Get out there and cut the grass before, before they, they get come. here. So we're yeah. not embarrassed. Exactly. <laughs> like it just like just want you to get. I was like, it's Saturday. Like I've been getting up for five days straight at six o'clock in the morning to go to school. Like this is a complete aside, but school is too early for kids. Oh, it's early as hell. Kid, like I know, like kids go to school a little later, come home a little later, mm-hmm. and then also. It helps with the parents' like work schedule, like buy a couple hours on the back end, so you're not home at two thirty or three in the afternoon. It's like, yeah. fuck, th- kids, Who you can't. Be- you're like, kids need twelve hours of sleep a night yeah. to like grow and shit. <laughs> and they got you getting up at six in the morning to go to school to at like uh, on the dot before you're even drinking coffee exactly. to like learn immediately. Like, fuck, that. school should be ten to five. Yeah, if it ten to five makes total sense, you're uh, like. And maybe there's an early program for people whose parents need to drop them off before they head to work. Yeah. You know, like instead of an after school program, there's a before school program. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My elementary school had a before school program for uh, free breakfast. And yeah. it was like the bomb. Like, yeah. What time did it open? Like six? Six. And then yeah. everyone would be in there just like all kids just getting like I, I lived in like, a, you know, a low income neighborhood for a long time. And mm-hmm. it was just like even... I was doing better than a lot of people. My family was doing better than a lot of people in our neighborhood, I think, because uh, we were able to get out. Yeah. But like going to get breakfast in the morning, it was just like I felt like a king getting to have like eggs and sausage before school. I felt like I, I was like ready to rock all day long. Yeah. And then as I got older, I think I brought this up on Raised by TV recently, but as I got older, I realized like how few kids get breakfast before school. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that shit fucks you up for lot, like for a whole day if you're like yeah. hungry and tired you, you can't fall learn. asleep yeah yeah kids fall asleep and they think they're just like underachievers no the kids are tired the kids like, are tired because who knows what if they went to bed at a responsible time the night before their kids or yeah. any external stimulation will keep you up all night yeah and then you got your alarm goes off at 6 30 and you got to go no breakfast ride to school exactly get there was a roach coach in front of our high school and we used to get uh oh that's a smart move fries but their fries were like the cajun style fries oh hell yeah, yeah they were so bummed we would get them like they came in a bag and you just like put ketchup in the bag and just <laughs> shake the bag up. and just like just covered in ketchup <laughs> like eating these fries drinking a coke in the morning and it's like if i did that every morning now i'd be 900 pounds yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> Yo, all right. There's another thing that I miss is just like the calorie burning of playing sports and being a kid, bro. Of just like default, like the joke is, I look at old pictures of myself and I would kill to look like that. But back then, I was getting roasted for being fat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When I was like 20, I'm like, or like 16, any age, I look back and I'm like, fuck, I wish I looked like that. And I was like, back then, people still called me fat. I was <laughs> what chubby. do people think about me now, I know, dude? <laughs> I was chubby up until summer going to junior year and that football season, that summer going that, that summer for some reason, I just like slimmed down like insane. That was a summer that hurricane Katrina hit. So I also missed like a month of football practice trying to figure out if my family was alive. Oh, but geez. like, <laughs> yeah. And cause we couldn't get in contact with them. Like there were no cell phone. Like, oh shit. And so, uh, but like I missed practice. They all ended stuff. up being all right. Yeah, everybody's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There just was no way to contact us. But uh, so I like that summer for some reason I don't know what it was if it was a growth spurt or what, but I just slimmed down. So I went from like what what I would kill to be right now, like two twenty. Like, I was like <laughs> I was like two twenty and like five, like five eleven two twenty to that summer I shot up like six two six three and I went down like one eighty. Oh. And, Hell yeah. Yeah. And then I kept dropping. 
I, I, I ended up getting all the way down to 168. I stepped on the scale one time. I was 168 to where the principal called me into the room. I was like 168, and, like sophomore year of high school. Yeah, no, this, yeah it's, I was, this is just like a year later. Yeah, yeah. But like, uh, the principal called me and was like, hey, is everything okay? Like, are you, you're not taking any like hydroxy cut or anything <laughs> yeah. like that? Like, like you've oh, lost so much weight. Like, you've <laughs> lost so much weight. And then, like, my senior year, I like started to put it back on and graduated at like 185. Right. And then got to college. Bulked up to like 205. And since then, it's just been a steady <laughs> incline. Yeah, like, there was like a period of time in my life, and I think it was a 10-year period where I put on 10 pounds a year yeah. to like literally till I put on 100 pounds in 10 yeah. years. <laughs> I, I had a similar thing. I was like a chubby little kid my whole. And then after my senior year uh, football season, uh, I was also a swimmer. Swimming season started. And friend, a friend of mine who was on my swim team was like, yo, we should become Jones Beach lifeguards. The money is really good and you get to work at the beach. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not in good enough shape. Like, I'm not a, like I, I was into weightlifting big time, even in high school, because I loved Arnold Schwarzenegger and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So I, I was always lifting weights and we had like little strongman competitions, me and my friends, where like we had events and we made T-shirts made. It's like uh, leg press, 300 pounds, however many reps. Like we had all this shit. So I was really into working out. But my friend was like, now I've got to be beach lifeguard. You got to start running and swimming. And I was like, and it was swimming season. Yeah. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. And I graduated uh, high school at like 205. I had been like 235 all the time. I graduated at 205, passed my lifeguarding test, got placed, and then spent that summer amongst other lifeguards running, swimming, and lifting weights. And when I went away to school, I was like, I got my growth spurt. I got my growth spurt at 18 too. So mm-hmm. I went from like 5'10 to 6'2 or 6'1 and three quarters, whatever I am now. 6'2. Wink, wink. I'm not 6'3. I, I tell people that. <laughs> no, you're taller than me though. Yeah, right? I'm about an inch taller than you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, there are, uh, I started, I got a growth spurt and I lost like the last 10 pounds from just running and I was super tan from working at the beach for the first summer. Mm-hmm. I rolled into freshman year of college at like 195 with like visible abs. Oh, and I was shit. fucking brolic and also. I had I was still the funny fat nerd inside, so girls were like, "Oh, this guy is so funny," and actually, objectively, a good looking guy. Yeah, I, my freshman year of college was like unreal. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I never lived like that again. I was like an alpha male who everyone thought was funny. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And then, and then I just married. put on ten pounds a year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I met Tiffany my junior year, so yeah. I like locked that up. But I put on ten pounds a year until I was like, and now I'm three oh four. 304? I'm That's on my way bad. down to I was 324 like uh, six months ago. That's dope. Yeah. See? That's- yeah. Now my goal weight is 270. Yeah. <laughs> and, I re- and I remember being 275 like in New York being like, I got to I gotta drop these pay- wh- this weight. Yeah. Got down to like 255 and then I just got ballooned back up. It gets it's- easier and easier to carry 10 extra pounds yeah, exactly. as you get used to it. It's yeah. probably easier in New York to lose weight though because you're walking a lot more. I sit so much here. Oh, yeah, dude. I got this standing desk, and I still never even lock it. Yeah. <laughs> still just sit here listening to music, fucking around. Yeah. I uh, What was I going to say? Oh, uh, the goal weight thing. So yesterday I went into the to the trainer, and this dude does not lie to me. Like, Yeah, yeah. Let's he, talk a little bit about what you're doing right now to try to chase that ex-jock thing. So you're back in the gym. I'm right? back in the gym. I have been. Have you? Uh, were you not a self-motivator for the last couple of years? Like, hell I, no. Hell no, right? No, 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 no. But no, you no. never got like, you were never fat. So like you were doing something to stay alive. Because like you also are out, according to your Instagram, you're out at these clubs. Oh, I'm in these streets. <laughs> you're in the- But um, it ain't even, I, I, th- I think for me, it's just like, you know, 
first of all, my friends roast me all the time about weight and stuff like that. And I have like, well, you, like you, the, your, the white women are ex- like classically a skinny group of people with the yeah, exception yeah. of like you and if with me, with the exception of me, if everybody on the and group now if he's not legit. fat anymore. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, damn, now I'm the fucking fattest person on this team. <laughs> Like, uh, it, yeah, like by a lot. I think I'm like, I, like if he was always more than me, right. and now I got him by like at least twenty five pounds. Oh, and because he's he's down, and he's he's never gonna be a skinny guy, right? But he is down, and like because he does that. Us keto. neither. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't even want to be. I'm a not skinny. trying to be skinny. No, yeah, I'm yeah. saying my goal weight now, especially now that I'm working out and actually feel muscle getting put on. I'm looking at these traps in the mirror and I'm like, ooh, oh, yeah. traps is yeah, the move. traps and shoulders look good first because there's like no fat up here. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah. you get definition, like I'm always like to my wife, I'm like, yo, feel this. Yeah. Like, it's cut right here. I made spot. a mistake of trying to wear, a, I wore a ba- on 4th of July, I wore a basketball jersey with no t-shirt on under. <laughs> By the end of the day, I, somebody took a picture of me and I saw the picture. I was like, fuck no. <laughs> yeah. Ran to my car and threw a t-shirt on. I got like, like that tit roll. Yeah, that exactly. Tit hide. roll. That's what it is. The fucking tit roll. I was like, I flew too close to the sun. You got like the ant triceps yeah exactly like, i was like come on man like because in the mirror i put it on i'm like from the front like you can see the definition i'm like oh yeah all right i'm throw this jersey on no t-shirt on under where i got you know i wear a lot of chains anyway like and uh but i i started with the trainer about a month and a half ago almost two months ago doing two times a week and I've been going consistently. I've what spurred what spurred on wanting to get back wanting to get back in the gym and get the turn trainer. in thirty. Turn in thirty, right. It was just like I gotta make a change now. And also just stepping on that scale and I watched it over the past like year or so go up from two fifty five, two fifty seven, two sixty one. 266. Yeah. And I was just like, I got to stop. I'm on the, like. Yeah. Like, you, and you don't weigh yourself because you, you're thinking like, well, I can't be putting on that much weight. I'm exactly. not fucking around. I'm, I'm not eating like disgusting. I'm not drinking all the time. Then you get on. You're like, fuck. I am eating disgusting. And yeah. All the time. Before yeah. we jump back to that real quick. Similar experience. For the longest time, I was saying I weighed 295. And that was true. I weighed myself at 295. Then I lived here for like four years and I kept saying it was 295. And one day my wife just said to me, she was like. Have you weighed yourself? She's like, I don't know. Like, do you think you're still 295? You haven't been exercising. You haven't. I got on the scale and I was 325. And I was like, okay. I've yeah. been lying to myself so much that I was pretending I was under 300 pounds in my head and I was 30 pounds heavier. Yeah. So that's when I, that, that kicked me off. Same thing happened down. to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, parallel universes. Because <laughs> I was telling people I was 225. I was like, 225, 225, 225. I stepped on the scale. It was 251. Like literally 25 pounds more than what I was saying. And that, that has progressively gone up. But, like, both of us, like, still kind of carry it in a way that ain't, like, what right. most people, like, nobody believes when I tell them that I'm, like, pushing 270. Yeah, when I say I'm 300 pounds, no one ever believes. Yeah. We're not, like, Dallas fat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dallas fat. Yeah, no. That's the first city I ever went to when I got there. And I was like, holy shit, people are fat yeah. out here. And I play basketball, and, like, I'll still, like, beat somebody off the dribble, like, First step, still quick, blow them off the dribble, and people be like, "Oh damn, he moves!" And if you stand in front of me, you're getting trucked. You're getting two seventy. Yeah, yeah. You don't want two hundred seventy pounds. You don't want. Don't stand in front of me because these dumbasses will try to take charges, and it's like you're gonna hurt both of us because I'm going straight through you, and (laughs) And I'm gonna gonna probably twist the fucking ankle (laughs) or something. Like, don't hurt me. I can't afford to get hurt. 
Like that's so funny. Same same shit with me. Like we playing frisbee with friends, and I'm running around, keeping up. I'm sprinting, or if like I play rugby once a year with like a travel team, I'll show up there and I'm like out of shape, but like I can still hang. And I'm yeah. like, fuck. But then I start like you start thinking like, what if I actually tried, tried. a little? Yeah. What if I tried a little? My thing is dunking again. Like I've lost the ability to dunk. I can't get up there anymore. I, I used still, to be able to. Dunk. I used to be. A, I I would slam. Like and so now you can grab rim. Yeah, I can just grab rim. I can't get the ball over the rim. And so, like, just to be, like, intimidating, like, in games, I'll still, like, run and jump and, like, you know, miss on miss, but, like, just to let them know, like, I'm no slouch I'm, I'm going to be up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> you but do a layup it, off the backboard but still grab the rim yeah, just to yeah. see <laughs> Yeah! But it, <laughs> that shit hurts, dog. That shit, it, it, that hurts my feelings the most. It's just not being, because I remember when we, you know, all, me and my homies, we played a season of men's volleyball at school because the volleyball coach came to us. And it's we dumbass kids, you know, like this is, you know, 2006 and the volleyball coach goes, hey, guys, it comes to the basketball players. We all kicking. He comes up to us at lunch. What's up, fellas? How you doing, man? Like I used to play basketball here, not class of 95. We first to be Westchester and, and since 20 and Westchester is like the school by the airport. And, and like the big, you're big rivals. Fair, we're not necessarily big rivals. The big rivalry is Fairfax versus Westchester. And those are usually the two best basketball schools in the city. They're they're always this Fairfax High School. Fairfax right over High School here? right here, yeah. Oh, they're yeah. nationally ranked most years. I don't I, I mean I've been out of high school for a long time and I haven't checked. But when I was in high school, like I played against three dudes who are in the NBA now who played at Fairfax right there. And then the years Damn. before me, like the Ship brothers who went to UCLA and Arizona State. Westchester had Trevor Ariza and Solomon uh uh Chris, uh what's his name? Hassan Adams and Amir Johnson, like all these dudes who like they're both just like in LA, the best basketball players go to those two schools if they live in the greater Los Angeles area. Yeah. Otherwise, they're like in Compton or South Central, like deep or North Valley. And uh, they were like, Coach came up to us and was talking about, yeah, we last team to be Westchester. They had this guy, they had that guy. And was like, I don't give a shit, dog. Kevin Ollie, I think, was on the team back then, like, <laughs> somebody like that. And uh, he's like, I want you guys to come off of volleyball. And you're like, volleyball? Ain't coming off no fucking volleyball. What are you talking about? We don't play no volleyball. That's white dude shit. Like, yeah. he's like I, I mean, it's like famously the whitest. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, "Look, man, you guys, can you guys dunk?" And we're all like, "I mean, I'm getting up there. Like, I can grab rim. Like, we're like 11th graders. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. like, and we were all like desperately wanting to dunk. It was like two kids on our team who could like really dunk and who also weren't six six or whatever yeah because the six the six seven dunk the dan lippert dunk is yeah. not as exciting as like the, yeah. the six two dunk exactly and, and there was one kid and the homie blue and he he was my height and was just like would just like glide like take two steps and just jump and just float in the air and so we were all just like man i got a dunk i got a dunk blue out here banging out like i got a dunk coach was like volleyball coach was like you guys want dunk don't you and we we're all like yeah and he was like i got an extensive plyometric program uh, you'll be dunking by the end of the season. You play for me, I promise you, you'll be dunking by the end of the season. You'll be dunking by the middle of the season. So we went out to practice that day. He put us all in the front line because none of us knew how to pass or anything. Yeah. So it was just like, you spike it up to me, I'm fucking, like, you you, <laughs> you said it to me, I'm fucking spiking it somewhere. Like, And we, for for the schools that didn't have good teams, we were killing. Right, right. Well, also, like, that's the best if you're, like, a local L.A. high school. You got, like, your six little white kids playing volleyball. Yeah, exactly. And then your front line of your high school's three six-foot-two black yeah, dudes yeah, just yeah, screaming. Like, yeah. <laughs> as soon as we learned how to, every time it would be, like, our turn to get in the back line, he'd sub us out. Yeah, like, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> we did not know how to fucking do the sets and shit. And we were just jumping out of the gym. And then he was right, dude. Like, for, we didn't even try it during the season then. Like, for one day, we were, at, we were setting up the net in the gym. And there was a basketball sitting there. And I was just like, bet I could do it now. Fucking threw it up. Went up. Yaka, fucking bang that shit out. I was like, oh. we did it. The homie Mike went up. He did the same thing. Mike was only 5'10". And he was dunking too. Like, Mike was jumping out the gym. That's fucking like, at awesome. At 5'10". Like, Mike, is, he's like, he, he drives like the LA Metro bus now. Just like 5'10", 260. Like, just like, not, he's like nobody, I used to dunk. Yeah, Next nobody, stop. Exactly. Nobody would ever believe that Mike, but Mike was the, like, Mike jumped higher than me, honestly. Like, well, he, he really, yeah, he really got it. Like, and, Dude, it was just like the, a magical moment. And we went through senior year and everything. And I dunked up until like two years ago. And then just like wearing that weighted vest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, I just can't get up there. I can't get the ball over anymore. Uh-huh. And so that's was honestly, I was like, I'll be able to dunk again. Also, you see pictures of Von Miller? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to look like that. Because that dude is 6'3", 245. And, you know, he's a truck. Right, right. And I'm like. Can you make me look like this, dude? Like, I'm fine being a big guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think you have a choice at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, not trying to be skinny. but It's I, like one of those things, like, I, Mitch always talks about it on Doughboys. He's like, yeah, when I got really skinny, my, he- my head looked too big. I was like, first of all, you were 19. You're grown yeah. into your body now. If yeah. you lose 100 pounds, your head will not look big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you tried to be skinny... Your, your head's rolling. Well, yeah. Me, you, and Mitch, our heads are built for these bodies. Yeah. We tried to put them on a fucking 195 pound body. It looked mad. It weird. looked weird. Yeah. <laughs> when I came back from Boom, I was I was 198. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, when I left, I was 240, 235, 240. Went over there, didn't eat, like rode a bike every day, everywhere I went. Came back 198. And Did you not like it out there? I hated it, man. Yeah. 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 Why, why was that? I mean, I, I'm. I could guess, like, being a young dude in a foreign country without any friends yeah. could potentially be a that little depressing. That was the depressing. biggest part yeah. of it, you know what I'm saying? Like, just being a black dude over there, like... Yeah, I didn't even working. think about that part of the experience, yeah. being one of the ten black dudes yeah. that people see. There are black people over there, but they're not like us. You know what I'm saying? They're not like... Like, they're not like American black people. They're not like Americans, period. That country is not like Americans. Even right. though they have... They've stolen a lot of what we do, like... They're not like us. So I was different. Just being a goofy dude, being a personable dude and stuff like that. I was also young. Right. The like the the people who worked there, like no disrespect to them, they but just were kind of in different headspaces than I was as far as like the the vibe at boom itself. Yeah, yeah. 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 I just wasn't feeling that. I, I don't think the, the other black dude who worked there was kind of like a dick to me. Like, <laughs> and I was like, you supposed to be like you I came be, here being if, like, if I can, if you don't have my back out here, then nobody does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I think he was—he's like ten years older than me, so I think he was a little bit intimidated. And I also right. was very much like clear that I was leaving after a year, like from the beginning. And I think people didn't like that because they had been stuck over there for fucking ten years and shit. And I was like, I'm out of here. Y'all not keeping me here. Yeah. Like, you just did it for the year to not live at home for the experience, yeah, make yeah. some money. Or I was—I was in. A, I was going through a breakup here, and my mom was pissing me off. So I literally like had nowhere to go. Cause I couldn't leave. I couldn't leave. Yeah. My so then that's like home. a golden ticket. To yeah. Get the so fuck I was out. like, I'm a dip. But if I had been smarter, I would have done the Second City cruise ship. They offered me that like a couple weeks after I got offered Boom. Oh yeah. And people were that like, seemed, do, that's do that's Boom, a- do Boom. <laughs> it's totally over romanticized. Like, and I I regret it. But right. You know. But now look at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now but. you got everything you need. <laughs> um, dude, being able to dunk again. See, I think also. 
that's a good goal because just trying to be 265 or trying to get down to 250, that shit doesn't matter as much as like wanting to dunk means you're going to have to drop some weight. You're going to have to get your ups back. You're going to have to build some uh, muscle. You're going to have to fucking do some plyos. Yeah. Do some training. And that's fucking awesome. Like yeah. that's now I want to, I want to bench 315 for reps again. Like, that's that's, your, that's yeah. your thing. Truly. I talked to, I talk about this way too much, but I don't know if it'll ever happen again. I never went three, four, five, which is like 300 pound bench, 400 pound squat, 500 pound deadlift, mm-hmm. which is sort of like a classic, like, you know, he's strong. He could do a three, four, five. Yeah. Um, but I have benched over 300 pounds. I have squatted over 400 pounds, but my deadlift was always around mid 400. Deadlift is hard as fuck. Yeah. I, I just don't, ha- I'm, I think also when you have a gut and you're not like years of doing deadlift, your, your back is like not used to bending that way. Cause your back is used to fucking bow and arrow your gut out exactly. in front of you. Yeah, I got like that uh, cartoon fat guy walk. Like Dude, Pluto. Yeah. I got roasted yesterday and trained because I was doing, uh, what was I doing yesterday? What was the exercise we were doing? Oh, I was just doing squats. Kettlebell squats. So like I had holding like it holding it in front of me. Goblet squats. Yeah, yeah, he had, yeah goblet squats. <laughs> yeah, And I think the kettlebell was, I think he, I had like a 40 pounder or something like that. And I'm doing these squats and I'm getting through it. I'm like engaging the core. And then what it is, is like, do that you do 10 squats and then you do 20 uh high knees with the, the with the kettlebell still and then he's like all right drop the weight rest and immediately my lower back would activate to where it, it shot a pain down my whole leg i'm like i can't and he was like well carl you waddle away every time you drop the weight you put all your weight on your lower back yeah that's why it's activating after you do this i was like is it activating while you're doing the exercise and i was like no it's not yeah, because you're doing it right. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then it's seasoned up or on, on you when you stop. Yes. Because you immediately fall into an unathletic position. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Dude, I t- I'll tell you what. My lower back is the shit that gives me the most issues. And on like my 34th birthday, I went to go meet a friend for uh, lunch. We were going to get high and get lunch. And when I got back in my car, I like twisted my back getting mm. in the car. And when I drove home like the mile, when I got out, I was like, fuck. And then the next morning I woke up, it was... The day of my 30, that was the night before, the day of my 34th birthday, I couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. And I'm like, I twisted my back getting in the car. And that's just because I'm at, I, I'm, I'm fat enough to the point where sleeping on my side, mm. my belly twists my back in a weird way. Yeah. And it's like, that shit is not good for you. Yeah. yeah. Mine too. I think, uh, the, because only my right side was activating. The right lower side of my back was activating. Yeah. And, it was, and, and he was just like, you got to stop getting like, keep your core engaged. It's about breathing. Like, keep your core engaged the whole time. So while I'm doing the exercise, I also find that engaging the core helps so much, helps you just lift the weight. Yeah. Like, yeah, holding the, holding the air in and just like, yeah. yeah, that's what squatting, putting any weight on your back or benching or overhead pressing or like deadlifting, you got to have that like fucking- You got to have that core engaged. Engaged core, yeah. Yeah. And, and that'll keep your back from seizing up because right. until you build up more muscles in your back. So, because sometimes I'll be doing like, he'll be having me do like dumbbell, uh, not dumbbell curls, but like when you lean over, yeah, dumbbell rows, right? And like, I was like, oh, I'm feeling it in my back. He's like, your lower back or your mid back, mid to upper? I was like, mid to upper. He's like, that's okay. Those that's muscles can be used. Yeah, yeah, it can yeah. be there. It can be engaged in there. Like, don't worry about it. And, but then when he said, you feeling your lower back, so you got to stop. Because that's that means you're getting tired and your lower back is taking on. You start doing all a li- the pressure. You're, you're yeah. tweaking it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and then lower. The, what I'm learning too, as I'm getting older, uh, the lower back is connected to your hamstrings too. Like yes. your hamstrings. If you have tight hamstrings, you could fuck up your back for yeah. life too. So you yeah. got to just 
Yeah, and and that's that's a whole new level to fitness. That I mean, you have it now. I had it. I started getting it at like twenty nine, thirty, where it's like. Before that, it's like, oh, I'm out of shape. I better go to the gym. Mm. But then it's like, now I got to, like, I'm at the age where you got to be careful at the gym, too. Yeah, yeah. I used to just, like, show up there, bang weights, chest and tries, back and buys, yeah. get out of there. And, feel, <laughs> and like, oh, all of a sudden I look buff again. And now. don't go back for another month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you're that, so sore the next day. Right. Yeah. Oh, what I'm also learning now, too, and I talk to uh, my wife and my doctor about this a lot, actually, is, like, my back pain has gone away since I started exercising, even though I'm not doing anything specific for it, just the fact that I'm stretching and working out mm-hmm. is making my back better. Yeah. And for, and I can't, I went like three years without exercise. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. No, I get it, man. Like the only exercise I was doing was, was hooping on Sundays. Yeah. One day a week, every other day I'm in a writer's room sitting all day, right. eating snacks. Just full like, on graze. Yeah. Like, yeah, because unlimited awesome shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whatever yeah. I want. So, I got an assistant. I call this dude uh, Thomas. And Thomas comes in. Hey, what's up, Carl? <laughs> hey, man. Uh, can y'all get some uh, Doritos in here? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah and, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what flavor you want? Why don't we just go nacho and Cool Ranch? Like, just yeah, like, so I, I kind of like Cool Ranch, but you know, somebody else might like nacho. Just yeah. Fill it up. <laughs> the cabinet just keeps getting full of snacks oh, you're dude. requesting. Yeah. And, That's the dream. Yeah. It's it's awesome, but like it's a fucking double edged sword. That yeah. shit fucks you up. Yeah, and it's I'm I'm bummed that I'm 37 and have to do so much work to undo. Like when you're in the gym now, you're like fuck. If I just didn't take so much time off, mm-hmm. I'd be so much further along already. Yeah, that's the hardest part for me is that like I, I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm in my gym clothes now because that's part of my mentality. Is like. If I'm in my gym clothes, I'm more likely to go to the gym. Yeah. So I just put them on. Uh, like I'm like Carl's coming over, but I'm going to the gym after. Let me get my shit on now. Um, today will be my ten. I went five days last week, and this will be my fifth day this week of lifting nice. and cardio and sauna. And I'm, I'm like, I need to do twenty more weeks of this. Like yeah. that's the hard part. What which gym do you go to? I go to uh, the Hollywood, uh, the rock climbing gym here in LA. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. you do that thing. Yeah, yeah. because they have like squat racks and I'm, I'm only doing free weights, cardio and sauna. So I don't need a lot of the other shit. Yeah. Yeah. My trainer now is, is like, he was like, Carl, you, you've gotten through a month with me, a month and a half with me doing two days a week. Now it's time for you to add your own day at the gym. Oh, and nice. so basically he'll be like, you'll have, uh, well, that's cool of him. First of all, because he didn't add a third day with him, where he makes more, costs you more money. Exactly, like that yeah. was cool of him to be like, "You got to start doing a third day." I'm not trying to make more money off you, but yeah. you got it. Like you got to start. If you want to make changes, you have to do a third day, and then you have your basketball on Sunday, and that's your active rest day, is what he says. Like, so yeah. three days in the gym, one day of hoops. Like, yeah, that's, you're getting exercise at four days a week at that yeah. point. That's good. Yeah. And, but you going to the gym five days a week? I need I, like I need to start doing that shit. Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm not like going full body. Like on Wednesday, I just did like the uh, stationary bike and the sauna and stretching and shit. Okay. Like I'm still keeping it to like an hour and a half, not doing too much. How's yeah. your eating? My eating has been pr- like I've gotten back to where in the last like month a good spot for me for eating, which is like one disgusting meal a week. Yeah, and that's like all like. Not a cheat meal, not a specific cheat meal, but like, oh shit, it's sat like ten- like tonight we have we're going out to this thing called Food Shop, which is like one of those like floating dinner parties in Venice, mm-hmm. and we're like, just I'm like I'm gonna go fucking ham tonight. Yeah, yeah. So that's like, be fun. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ham. I, I don't. I'm trying not to drink that much right now, so that's been helping me a lot yeah. too. Still blazing all the time, but 
I try not to blaze until after I've worked out, so I feel like I earn it. Like, yeah. And that's part. I think part of the reason I go five days a week is so I'm like, yeah. well, I can't blaze if I don't work out. I'm like, well, then go to the gym so you can come home and blaze. Yeah. <laughs> I my eating has been a lot better. I've been focusing on just adding breakfast to my like just to start that metabolism. Oh, that's the move. So that I've been buying the Chobanis, throw some granola in the Chobani and some Hell blueberries yeah. or something, knock that out, and then and then you're not. Fucking raging at lunch, you know, starving. No, I'll get like something light at lunch or something. They sell pre, they sell uh, meals, meal prep at my gym. So I'll like buy a meal prep if I don't feel like stopping at 365 and cooking or whatever. Nice, nice. But like, uh, yeah, they'll do that. And so I'll grab, maybe like grab a meal like that. And then um, it's hard to, I mean, I'm still drinking a lot, like just because our lifestyle, you know, with the shows and going out. But you got like five more years until. I, f- I felt like at 35 is when drinking started hitting me harder than it ever hit me before in my yeah. life. And I'll so hopefully th- quit by then because I'm not addicted to it. Like, I don't drink at home at all. I don't really drink beer. Right. I drink very socially, and I find myself, I'll cut myself off at night. So, like, we'll be at Birds. And even if I Ubered, like, if I, like even if I lifted to Birds, like, I'll, like, get the initial. I don't drink the beers in the, back, in the backstage of UCB, like, because it's unnecessary calories. And, right, right. Like, so, uh, but I'll go to Birds. Grab a like two tequila sodas or two gin and tonics, and then be like, "I'm gonna switch to soda water now." Oh like, hell yeah, I'm good. Like, That's good then. I'm good. I'll switch to soda water and, and still kick it. Like yeah. still be there and still kick it because that stopping that like that that still kills me sometimes. And I'm I'm honest with my with my trainer. Like, I'll be like, "Yo, like I stopped at Wendy's last night." But also, and forgive me for those of us who you know don't like wasted food and shit. If I'm gonna eat bad, I will try to find somebody to split it with. So like last night, I wanted nachos at Birds. It was also it was like ten o'clock, and I was like, it was after Atlantic City. And I was like, I want nachos. Like I want nachos. And you're out there, but just like who wants to split? Who wants to split nachos with me? Like I'm I'm buying. I'll buy them as long as they get eaten. So I'm not throwing away a bunch of food because I yeah. definitely will like go to Jack in the Box and grab what I want, but take like two bites of each thing and just kind of put it away. Yeah. Most of the time, it gets end up getting thrown away. So, but like, I understand there's hunger problems out right, there. Right, right, right. But like, yeah. you're dealing with your own shit. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm with, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. you but know? like, uh, I'm just, I just needed to taste it. Like, just let me taste it. <laughs> yeah. like, like, well, also sometimes that's all you need. Like, is like, I'm like, oh yeah, I want fucking two burgers tonight, and I get one burger, and I'm like, fuck, dude, I don't need a second. Why exactly. I, yeah. yeah. I just like my eyes are so much bigger than my stomach. Especially when you lay in the bed eating it, it really puts things in perspective. Oh yeah, I started like I've started to get like some shame to my eating, which is I know not ideal headspace, but it definitely opened up my eyes to being like, what are you? If you are embarrassed that you're doing this, yeah. if you're like, if my wife is like, what'd you do for dinner? I'm like, oh, I just had a couple of tacos from a Mexican place and don't say two quesadillas and a fucking yeah. handful of tacos. I'm like, if I have to lie about what I ate, maybe I need to make some changes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the hardest part, especially as you get older, like when your metabolism isn't just like on your side, diet is nutrition is more important than fitness. Mm-hmm. Like I'm more important than exercise like, yeah. to, in order to drop weight. My they tra- say abs are made in the kitchen. Exactly. <laughs> and it's true. My trainer yesterday, he was like, Oh, by the way, I wanted to tell you, and this dude is not fucking like, he's a fucking depressed Marine. Like <laughs> and he's like, you're leaning out just so you know, you're leaning out. Ugh. I can tell you're getting stronger. And I'm like, that's all you had to say though. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah, it feels good though. Right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Don't, don't you, like, cause I, I always go by this old CrossFit adage, my, my old gym in Brooklyn where I like learned everything I know. Uh, they used to say, look, feel, perform. Like, don't even look at the scale. How do you look? Mm-hmm. How do you feel? And are you performing? But do yeah. you look better? Do you feel better? And are you performing better? Then you don't even need to step on the scale. Yeah. 
Because, like, especially with, like, building muscle, it's, like, that'll skew your weight. So yeah. it doesn't matter. As workouts much. are getting easier, too. So I feel, I'm feeling that workouts are getting easier. He's You're recovering better, right? Yeah, I'm recovering better. I'm sore right now from those bench for some reason, but yeah. I think it's because I slept on my side. <laughs> but, yo, that's that's some old people shit. You're, you're not there yet, but... When you when you wake up in the morning and you're like I'm I'm in pain because I slept weird yeah <laughs> like that's humiliating you're like, oh that's why I had to miss working out last week because I had a crick in my neck oh yeah, yeah you yeah, were there yeah, when we were pitching <laughs> yeah I was like I can't like I'm trying to pitch and I'm like oh shit uh, don't please don't make me look fast isn't isn't it fun when you're in a new headspace when you're mad that you're missing the gym yeah I couldn't believe like. Uh, Carl Carl and I get pumped uh, we're trying to work on a project together but in between meetings about it I ran to the gym. Yeah, and I, I would never have done that in the past, and I just was like mad that I couldn't go to the gym that day because we had so many meetings. And then when this, I just packed my shit and I was like, I'll go after. Yeah. And then when shit opened up in the middle, I'm like, I'll go in the middle. And the fact that I did that is completely new to me. It feels like that helps you. Like I feel mentally that I've lost weight when I do something like yes, that. yeah. When I go to the gym, the other day when I finally went on my own, I haven't, I didn't go this week on my own, but last week I went on my own. And does he I give you the, does he give you what to do when you're there? Yeah, it's just like the same workout that we did the previous day or whatever. Oh, nice. And so nice. he's like, take a picture of this and, and do it at the gym. And so I do do the same workout, get through all my sets, hold myself accountable, and I'm like, I walk out feeling thinner. Yeah, you know? it is, like, and and you you are like the fact that for me, like going today, having gone to the gym ten days in two weeks, I like. I don't even care if I look different. I f- like I feel so much better yeah. about myself. And for me, I'm like I'm like a consistency guy. If I miss two days, it's very easy for me to miss twenty. Oh hell yeah! If I make two days, it's very easy for me to make twenty two. Mm-hmm. Like once I just tell myself that's the pattern, so that I, I don't necessarily want to go five days a week forever. But that's like why I'm I'm doing it now because I'm like. If yeah. I just build a thing and then I knock it down to four days a week and I'm like mad that I'm only there four days a week, that's a victory. Yeah. yeah. And you walk out feeling good. Say what's up to the Instagram model who just got on the machine yeah. that works on nothing <laughs> but her butt. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. What's okay. More steps for you. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? You listen to the podcast? <laughs> you know, if you're outside in those pants, you're going to get weird tan lines. <laughs> you know, like those shits are like yeah. cut open on the side. Yeah. <laughs> are you in the earwolf? They dress it? like wrestlers, yeah. right? They dress like wrestlers in the 90s yeah. with like the slits in the side of Hell the tights. Yeah. I'm like... You're going to get fucking fried out there. They don't give a shit. Um, uh, I think breakfast, I, I give this advice to all uh, people trying to lose weight. Um, and I, you're already doing it, but I just want for the listeners, if you nail down an easy, healthy breakfast mm-hmm. and you just, cause, and you remove like the thought process, like if you just have in your fridge, uh, berries, granola, and Shabani. Every morning you just wake up and you make yourself yogurt. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to choose. You don't like look around. You just get it in. You get something healthy and it eliminates one decision. And then at the end of the week, if you eat that for breakfast seven days a week or five days a week, you 33% of your meals have been healthy already. Exactly. Like you're your already made a, you already made a move toward in the right direction. Yeah. yeah. Also, and on the other side of that, I bought these Jimmy Dean... Uh, croissant sandwiches Yeah Cause that's the time of day Where you're supposed to eat Like that Yeah It's like if you wanna stop At McDonald's Do it for breakfast Right yeah, You just gotta, gotta be Spend account- the whole day Burning yeah. it yeah. You just gotta be accountable For the rest of what you eat For the rest of the day Yeah Oh that makes me think Of something else That I'm dealing with too When I eat like shit I'm less likely To work out th- Later that day Or even the next day Like mm-hmm. I'm e- It's easy to just Feel like crap And then also When I work out I'm less likely to eat like shit after because you want to like so yeah. keeping the consistent workouts where it's like 
I don't want to go fucking ham at Taco Bell tonight because I have to, I want to go lift tomorrow. Yeah. And then if you lift that day, then you're like, well, I don't want Taco Bell tonight. I lift. I lift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it. it's like keeping that streak alive, not even giving myself a chance to try to yeah. eat like shit. Has been also, healthy. protein shakes are delicious. Yes. I got my. <laughs> I haven't finished a tub of protein powder since I was a fucking like 25, 26 year old meathead. Yeah. Now in the last like uh, month, I went through my first like. And I felt like a fucking king. I'm like, I'm getting my protein in. Yeah, yeah. I got my collagen, my fiber mix. Hell shake yeah. it up. Yeah. I put on my pro. I got a vanilla, a vanilla protein because I don't, I don't like chocolate. And I uh, put a half, a, a half a banana in there, two eggs, scoop of peanut butter, grind that shit up, some ice because it, it gets hot in the blender. And and I, I use, I still use regular milk. I'm trying to, I'll be curbing that soon. But regular if milk. dairy's not giving you an issue, it's just good. No, 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 dairy's yeah. fine. Now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's good. And I use two percent. Like, oh, okay. and and shit's good. You drink it, it tastes like a milkshake. Oh, that's awesome. I, I I fuck with every once in a while. I make vanilla protein powder, banana, peanut butter, coffee, coconut water, and ice, and I hit myself with like a little breakfast smoothie. Yeah, yeah that yeah. one's bomb. Oh, um, well. Carl, thanks for coming on and talking to me, man. Thanks for having us. It's been very fun. If, um, you, if y'all sat through this whole thing, geez, Louise. Yeah, you, <laughs> Louise that's chatting. your problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, but there's nothing more self-indulgent than a podcast, and mine is particularly self-indulgent. Yes, it's absolutely. just like, talk about whatever we want. So uh, let's before we get out of here, let's just we, we know your fitness goal. You want to dunk. Mm-hmm. T- t- just go through a, a couple of steps of what you want to do to achieve that. Uh, so... Like what's 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 the Carl Tart plan to uh, Duncan again? My plan is to maintain consistency going to the gym, like I've been doing. I like uh, add another day where I go on my own and hold myself accountable at the gym. Add that I've been inconsistent with that. Better with the eating. I think I might try to start doing intermittent fasting, like no eating after nine. Yeah, if I could, if I could do that, I would. It would help me so much. Yeah. Like that's my heart. Like nighttime is where I fuck nighttime up. Nighttime is where everybody fucks up. I feel like it's just because yeah. you're not food, supposed to be up that late. That food <laughs> hit different when yeah. you drive. When you driving home, no Wendy's spicy nuggets. Like they done brought them back with that. They got this creamy sriracha sauce. Oh, oh my god! I can't. I even want to know that. It's so bomb. <laughs> I like have to like clo- put close my eyes when I drive past drive through. Yeah. <laughs> Coming home from uh, UCB late at night, I stopped taking Vine because I would always want to either pull into the Taco, Taco Bell, Bell or the Cactus on uh, right there. Is Cactus still open at late? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that like, shrimp burrito at Cactus is bomb. It's, it's my favorite burrito in LA. The shrimp burrito the shrimp from burrito Cactus? At Cactus? yeah. Oh, I'll get that then. Because I yeah. love their Al Pastor, but if yeah. you're telling me that shrimp, the shrimp burrito. Is, oh, that's awesome. Um, also, like, looking at pictures of Von Miller, man. Like, yeah. Because hey, he feels like that feels like Doable. Not yeah, it feels attainable to get a version of that. Of course, I'm not gonna be looking like a NFL player. He's been working on that <laughs> for his whole life. Right. Yeah, he's got a team of scientists exactly. and millions of yeah. dollars. But yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. a machine. But to get even like a semblance of that, just to be like a lean but still built yeah. dude, like that's the goal. And I'll be dunking at that point. Are you gonna have to start adding a day of just like pure like jumping training, like plyometrics training? Maybe. Maybe not. I think I think I can get that. I on think if you drop twenty lbs, that's yeah. like taking a weighted vest off. Exactly. Because I also to take a, a jump rope to basketball with me and do that to keep warm when I'm not playing. Oh, and smart. that way I can and get those calves popping. Too. Yeah, yeah. And then that way I can still like gotta start doing it because I get cold, man. Last week I sat a game out, man. Got back on the court, literally could not run. And I, I was just like, I'm cold and I'm done. When we were kids, we this used to, the end of the day too. Oh, fuck. That'll do it. When we were kids, my dad, my dad did martial arts and was like a, a little bit of an athlete and he would always be stretching. 
and like we hate like we thought we roasted him for it. We like couldn't. He'd be like at our soccer game and like on the sideline like bent over and like lunging and shit. And we'd be like, oh fuck you! Yeah. And now I'm 37 and I'm like smoking weed in my front yard and I'm like rotating my shoulders. I got yeah. my leg up on the step. I'm leaning in and shit. I'm and like, oh, you got to keep stretching. Yeah, you got to keep stretching. <laughs> I get it now. My dad was 45 then and I was like, what the fuck you stretching all the time? Yeah. Now I'm like 37. I'm like, my back's going to go out. Yeah. Um, uh, Carl, where can, uh, you got any plugs you want people to check out? Uh, listen to the flagrant ones. If you got Patreon, uh, yeah, if you got Patreon money, yeah. get on the flagrant ones. Get on the flagrant ones is me, Hayes Davenport and Sean Clements. From Hollywood Handbook, and uh, follow me online at Damn It Call. D A M M I T C A R L. And I'm at Gabrus on all social media. Um, if you have any tips for helping us dunk, uh, tweet at us. Uh, and if uh, Von Miller, you're listening, <laughs> I'm trying to look like you, dog. Let me come work you. out. Let me come work out with you, and I'll be a backup. Yeah, and, I need uh, to pick. I need to pick a player who I want to look like. I guess uh, Eric Cush or something like some <laughs> offensive lineman who's got at least some definition. <laughs> That's kind of the look I want. Is like I just want big traps in my little belly. You know the Schwartz brothers that play offensive line, Mitchell Schwartz. Oh uh, no, I, don't. I played uh, high school football against them. Fucking trying to come off the line at DN against a dude who's six six, three thirty already. Like oh, we're yeah. in high school, he was just like one arm blocking me. This dude. And that's why he's in the NFL for the past 12 years. <laughs> yeah. I played against a guy, a guy in high school who was in the NFL, Serge Olivier, and he was a fucking beast, like left tackle. Just yeah. like we were 18 years old and he was six foot five, 350 pounds yeah. and strong as fuck. Strong and you're like, God dude. damn it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thanks Carl. It was good to thanks, see you, man. man. All yeah. right. Bye. Shitheads. That was a HeadGum Podcast.